All right, everyone, I want to welcome you to the AdCast. And today I have some special, special guests all the way from Miami, Florida, online here with us. We have Hani Martinez-Ward and Mr. Greg Ward of the Ward Law Group out in Orlando. Today we're going to talk about the amazing law firm that they've built, the culture that they've built, how they do it, and why they do it. This is the AdCast. You're listening to the AdCast. There's three things that I tell people to focus on. That's your budget, your media, and your message. People don't call it the truth. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. If you hustle, you'll never go hungry. Hustle and motivate. Hustle and motivate. That's why they follow me, huh? I think I know the way. You're listening to the AdCast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the AdCast. I have uh, some very, very special people here. Um, it's been a long time coming since we had you on the podcast. These are some folks that I am very, very impressed with what they've built. It is Miss Hani Martinez-Ward and Mr. Greg Ward of the Ward Law Group. Guys, say hello to the audience. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Thanks for having us on the uh, on the podcast. Awesome. So uh, I'd, I'd like to go in through, uh, just have you guys just introduce yourselves uh, very briefly. If we could start off with uh, with you, Mr. Greg, if that's okay. Well, I was going to say ladies first, but I, <laughs> I mean, I don't mind taking the spotlight. So <laughs> that's fine. Uh, my name is Greg Ward. I am an attorney. I originally was born in Maryland and grew up and went to law school in Maryland and then moved down to Miami about 20 years ago uh, to practice law. And uh, Miami is about as close to another country as I could get. I really enjoyed the different culture here when I moved here. And uh, the folks here were really uh, very welcoming. And, uh, you know, I've I've loved it here ever since. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work with my lovely wife in the same firm. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Ms. Honey, uh, introduce to the folks, uh, tell the folks a little bit about you for anyone who's been under a rock and they don't know about the Ward Law Group. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my name is Honey Martinez Ward. I've been an attorney for seven years. I'm originally from Cuba. Uh, I was born in Cuba, raised in Venezuela. When I was 14, I came to the United States, and I went to high school here, college, and law school. And I've been always living in Miami. And what I do, I'm a lawyer with my husband, and we help the Hispanic communities when they're victims of a car accident. Awesome. Awesome. And they do amazing, amazing work. And we'll talk about the work that they're doing and also the staff. So I, I want to ask you both, Greg, you came from, uh, you've been in Miami now for what, 20 years. You grew up in Baltimore, honey, you are a, a Miami product. Now you've been in Miami. You've went to high school there. What made you both say, I want to be an attorney. Why, why this field? Well, uh, for me, it was, uh, I sort of fell backwards into it. Ironically, I, uh, I, had a lot of qualities, I guess, of an attorney and people kept telling me I should go and become an attorney. And I didn't really want to do that. I was in sales uh, and did some other jobs, but uh, after college, I really found myself sort of being bored and applied for law school. Once I got into law school, there was a, just a really great unity of everything that was important to me. Uh, and I found that I was really, uh, would be a, a good lawyer and uh, I enjoyed law school. It was very, very challenging, but I did enjoy it a lot. And that's when I really got the confirmation. That's what I should be doing to be able to kind of stand up for other people and, and, uh, you know, represent the community that, uh, you know, that I loved and I've never looked back. And honey, how about you? For me, I always knew I was going to be a lawyer. Uh, ever since I was little, I would always defend the one that didn't have a voice. I would always fight for the one that couldn't fight for themselves. So, um, I guess I was practicing the skills growing up without even knowing it. And I wasn't afraid to speak up. And basically, that's what we do every day. When I went to law school and throughout the process, I would get a random phone call from friends, family. Can you help me with this work? Can you help me fill out this paper? And what I found out is that my community, which is the Hispanic Latino community, wasn't really represented. There is a lot of people that are bilingual in Miami, but when you want to find an attorney that speaks your language in Spanish, that can explain it to you very simple. Not with this fancy or complicated words, just straight up, like, what does this mean? What does this contract mean? How do I fill out my immigration paper? If I'm involved in a car accident, what do I do? What is the one, two, three steps? 
there wasn't anybody doing that in Miami and in Florida overall. Wow. So I said, well, I'm, we're going to be different. We're going to be that simple one, two, three steps for our community. We're going to explain it in simple terms that a person can understand. And that was our success. That's what we do every day. We take really complicated and fancy words and explain it to a regular person on the everyday. So they have peace of mind. Mm -hmm. They feel calm. They feel that we're really taking care of them and their family. And that's how we train our employees. Like it's not rocket science. It's simple. And we're here for our clients. Wow. So yeah, I, I want to echo one of those points. You know, both my wife and I myself, we realized that when we were younger, we wouldn't stand up for other people. That's something we both did. Wow. And she stood up for immigrants, the immigrant community. I was kind of the kid who was standing up for bullies. You know, I, I was, I would, you know, there'd be a little kid who'd be getting bullied. I would stand in that, in the gap for that kid who wouldn't defend himself maybe. And so, you know, when we talk about being a lawyer, particularly a lawyer for personal injury victims, that's what we do every day. You know, we stand up to people who are maybe insurance companies that are saying, you know, your claim isn't worth this or you're not really hurt or you're a liar, those kinds of things. And then they just, you know, harass poor people who really do need help. And so we stand in that gap for them. So and do, for, do, uh, for most, oh, for do, most people, um, the insurance company represent big giants. They have unlimited money. They have unlimited attorney, unlimited help. And then you have one person that is hurt that can't get out of their house, that just lost their car. So we are here to fight those giants for them, to battle, and we're not afraid to do so. And that's the one-two punch that both of you actually represent. I think we talked about it a long time ago. It's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, Hani, what's, what's been instilled in you since you were younger, and Greg, and even since you were younger, being able to stand up to the bullies, I think those things actually are, are representative of your firm today. Um, I, I want to talk, I want to say, you said one line, honey, you said you're different, right? And, and I led off in the conversation, I talked about how you guys were actually different. And you talked about how you, that, that same thought and that same way of thinking actually goes down to your employees. You have this culture that I have never seen before in a law firm. I mean, you would think that you're actually inside a sports team locker room when you walk inside of your building because the people are they are bought into your mentality. How do you do that? I think it was for you. Uh, <laughs> Excuse, my wife looked at me, but I think that's really her question. So I'll let her start. Well, um, for me has always been having faith, having God in our life and being centered around it. We're only humans. You know, we make mistakes. Um, we are not perfect. So believing in a higher power to get that driving force to be able to push. And another thing is that we do is that we don't focus so much on the weaknesses of people. Um, we are all different. We're all, you know, with a different personality, with a different ethnicity, with a bit different background. What we do is, what is your strength? What is your skill? And how can we grow you and develop you in that area so you can be your best self? And I think that's key. Because if you get a person or a specific personality, whether it's in the accounting department or in the customer service or in the leadership department or marketing, what do you have that you're in that role? And how can we grow you to be the best that you can be rather than pointing out at the weaknesses all the time? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Bible, the Bible is full of examples about how God used very flawed people, besides Jesus, of course. Right. But God used, I mean, the apostles were very flawed. Um, you know, Peter had impulse control issues and, um, you know, so, so that's a great example we use. David was a, you know, King David in the Bible was a, an example of uh, just a really flawed human being, but he's also, you know, uh, uh, God, someone, a man after God's heart. And so if you look at that, you know, God takes us where he finds us and uses us, uh, with our talents. And so we always focus on, as my wife said, trying to develop the best version of everybody who's around us. And, and it's our, it's always our sincere hope that if somebody doesn't stay with us, that they were better people for having known us. Mm -hmm. And again, we have our flaws too. I mean, I, you know, I sometimes yeah, no one's temper, stress. So, you know, and we have to just keep a humble heart and say, you know what, you know, in that moment I wasn't my best version and, and but we were held to a higher standard of course. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really just keeping an eye on, on our faith and we both share the same faith and it's very centered to our relationship really, you know, kind of permeates the entire firm. And, and also, I, I think for the younger people like me, like my generation, 
and the generation below me, we have a lot of millennials working at the firm, maintaining and keeping your true self. I think that's so important nowadays because we're all looking for a superhero. We're always looking for somebody that we can model after. We always want to strive for the best, but I feel like it's good to grow. I feel like it's good to develop the skills, but also keeping your essence, maintaining who you are. Greg is Greg. Honey is honey. We're two different people. And we tell the young people, the millennials and our managers, you are here for who you are and maintaining true to yourself, to your core values, to your beliefs, speaking up when it's right and being wise with what you say is also key to our success. And that's what we push now. You know, we push that us yeah. uh, being true, being unique. Do, do you find yourselves where, you know, you're Greg, you're Hani, where, where you both balance each other out when it comes to running the business? I mean, does that help having that, that partner there with you 24 seven? Yeah, because we, 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 and we have very different roles. Um, although there, you know, we have the role we're husband and wife first mm-hmm. and we have all the folks who are here, but you know, if this, if, if this firm didn't serve our family first, right, we have to put our family first. We have uh, three, three kids, three daughters and, uh, you know, twin three and a half year old girls. So that's, those are, that's a lot of responsibility just on the family side. So if we weren't able to take care of our family first, you know, we wouldn't have the energy to be able to run the firm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, beyond that, we, we both, we try and compartmentalize the responsibilities, but also act as a sounding board for each other and help develop each other. You know, right. for example, I, you know, I, I've more developed the structures and the other things and, and act sort of as the, you know, as the, the lead sort of cheerleader figurehead. Uh, my wife is very much in the marketing side of things and she's maybe a little bit more in the day to day of, you know, how things run. And so, you know, we both try and like we say with our people with us, we try to work through our strengths too. You know, I, I, I couldn't be a micromanager if I tried. Right. <laughs> so, right. you know, that so, so managing things that are, that require microscopic management, that's not my strong suit. So, you know, we have other people we hired that some people who really do enjoy to do the, 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 the different work. My wife just has a different skill set. So we, we respect each other's territories, but we also come together to help each other. If we see we're taking a misstep, we can obviously step in and help each other out. Not, yeah, only, good, not, not only good husband and wife, but good partners as well in business. Uh, you were saying, honey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best way I can summarize it is that he comes up with a vision and I help execute that vision. I, you know, create a leadership and a team of people of different skills that we can execute um, the great vision towards the firm. And we're just pushing. We're very high energy. And we're always go, 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 go. Oh, I know. So, you know <laughs> I've seen it. He, yeah. he always says, honey, you know, hold hold yourself. Let's think about this a little bit. Let's let's think about the structure. And, you know, he gives me that balance of not, it's not always go. You have to have a plan and a very detailed plan and execute it. And then um, sometimes when he has to jump and have that leap of faith, and sometimes you just got to do and not think so much. Yeah. Well, that's where I am. Like, we're going to go do, and we're not going to think so much this time. And we go through seasons. You know, the firm has seasons. Sometimes it's growing and expanding, and sometimes it's just thinking of the strategy and yeah. how we're going to get there to achieve our vision and our goal. So, you know, you, you talked a lot about how your beliefs, you kind of run the firm first with your beliefs. And so your beliefs have kind of gone into the culture of how you run the firm. Um, what, what I've seen is you guys do some, and, and you make it live and make it public on like Facebook and Instagram. You show that you guys are doing like a, a, a book club. You guys are reading like the same books. How, how is those things, how have those things helped with the team building and the betterment of the firm? So it really gets down to, you know, we, we have a, we have one core guiding principle, which is, you know, and, and I summarize it with the three S's service, 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 right? So one of our, our, probably our biggest key to success is that we put service to the clients first. We always want to make sure that our clients get the best customer service that they can get. And we encourage and develop our team to provide service to the clients because most of our referrals come from uh, people who have friends or family who've been injured in car accidents. Mm-hmm. So that's, so, so that, and, and, and we also remind people that sometimes the most challenging clients can be the best referral source after you meet their expectations. And I, I joke about it because I say, you know, their friends say, hey, if they can satisfy Bob, right, then clearly they're going to do a good job for me. That's right? a good, so that's we have a good look at it. Make, 
Right. So we, so, so, uh, so service, service, service. And then the second service is service to our team. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that we're all here to support each other and grow each other and develop each other. So, you know, we were doing some, some leadership workshops and some other firms were talking about how they had book clubs. And we thought that would be a great thing that we could work with our managers that um, they could, you know, we could begin to coach them and, and put more of this, you know, like a spiritual DNA, you know, it really kind of spread that and, and it'd be stuff that we, that we agree with. And so we started a book club, I guess I want to say six months or almost a year ago now and started picking titles where we identified flaws or shortcomings in our organization and we began and, and it grew. And then now everyone wants to be in the book club, wow. but you have to be careful because not everybody's ready for the book club That's because true. the book club is very demanding, right? We have, we expect you to make changes in your life. If you're reading this material, I want it to impact you because I'm not going to spend time wow. if you're not ready for that season yet. Right. And so we, so we're very selective with the book club, but it's been a tremendous success. And now we're moving from a, you know, from a, um, dealing with people's, you know, inner issues and those sorts of things and coaching people. We did uh, Cy Wakeman's books uh, with the book club to start with. We talked, we're going through a coaching book now. We're going to move into the more of the metrics books now, which is we're going to probably make it just the senior staff. We can talk about how to set key performance indicators and things like that. So, but we've noticed a significant change and, and particularly because people want to be in the book club now. They, they realize there's another level and those who people who are really excited about growing, they want to be part of that. And so, you know, that it really has inspired people to, you know, kind of want to get in with cool kids. So <laughs> well, <laughs> you expect that I'm a cool kid. I don't know if I am, but you know, they, the other people in the book club are cool kids. So yeah. well, why is so, it, a, why is it, oh, go ahead, honey. I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I just like Greg and I, especially me, we come, I come from a very underprivileged background. I come from nothing. I come from, you know, no money, just having to find $5 to go gas on my car to be able to get to school. Uh, sometimes, you know, I didn't know how we were going to pay the light bill in the house, how we we're going to pay the rent. And we always had this surviving mentality. At some point in the firm, we realized that we couldn't be in surviving mode, but we had to grow. And if the leaders of a company mm. is not growing, then you are putting a stop in your firm or in your company. Your company is not going to grow higher than you. So Greg and I said, we need to look at yourself, at, our, at ourselves. We need to get some self-reflection and perspective, and we need to start working on our growth so that we can grow the firm. So that happened for a couple of months, and then we realized, well, how do we accelerate this growth? Mm -hmm. Not only is our growth, but our managers need to grow with us. And that's when we started the vision of the book club. We wanted to learn along with our managers. We wanted us to grow together so that we could achieve and conquer better. Because, you know, having um, so many employees at this point, if your managers are not growing with you, then you might be growing by yourself, but you cannot run a whole company without Absolutely. the rest of the company. I agree yeah. 100%. Well, um, why is it important? to have a good culture? Why would you say it's important to have a good culture? Well, we're in a great example of this right now mm -hmm. with the pandemic, right? Um, and, 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 you know, I know this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but mm -hmm. if you look at our, this is a natural extension, you know, when the pandemic hit four months ago, mm -hmm. look, I, I've had, I've been through some terrible, terrible things in my life. Mm -hmm. And this was scary even for me, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and I, I went through a hurricane that shut down my law firm for months, literally months. Uh, the building got was the only building in Fort Lauderdale that got the center got blown out of it. So, and it, all my stuff was in there, it got wrecked. And so, you know, I've been through this before, but our organization was much larger. Now this is an old firm. Now we had a lot more people. It was very scary when the pandemic hit, even for us. But I, I discerned in my, in my, in my spirit, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I try and pray as much as I can. And I, that, you know what, this is an opportunity to expand. Who, who said that? Right? Nobody's saying that now. Everybody's like, let's bunker down, right? I, I want to expand. And so we and he's started. he's aggressive about it. And I'm aggressive. Like, I'm really, <laughs> we're too much alike, Greg. We are too much alike. Yeah. No, I'm really like truly, truly. And, and it took a few months to get my feet under me as to how we're going to do it because we did have to go into bunker mode because the Dade County made us send everybody home. So, you know, we had people working from home. 
but we started planning out what we, I said, what can we do right here, right now to expand? Yeah. And so we started recording some commercials where we had, you know, we had social distancing, we had people in masks in our studio and we, and we said, you know, we've never been able to do this training module. Let's get that out. And so I was in for a week and Hani was in for a week and we had a couple other people in just recording training module, after training module, after training module. So now we have this whole training system. Right. And then we went into, you know, let's negotiate some new advertising contracts because everybody, because everybody pulled back. Like yep. it, it was crazy. Everybody's running for the hills. And I said, no, let's go after it. Let's do it. And we were able to get some deals on stuff that we weren't able to do. Everyone's sitting in, house, in their house for three months watching TV. And all they saw was our commercials, our commercials, our commercials, our commercials. And so now we're coming into the, and, and you know, God willing, there's not a second spike. We're in Miami-Dade County and there's, there's some problems here. We're the new epicenter of, of coronavirus. Fortunately, we have most people working from home. So we haven't been touched by it, but I anticipate that, you know, we're now really starting to look at, we're getting resumes from other law firms, from other people from other law firms who have been laid off. And we, we had a couple of the best revenue months of our entire time because you. our team was already prepared for this. When we had this issue, I said, listen, we're going to expand. And then when they got over the initial shock of how the heck can I expand working from my home office, once they started realizing they could do it. Wow. It started, it started taking off and we expanded and we bought a building. We, we ended up closing on an $11.5 million building for our new headquarters during the coronavirus shutdown. We, uh, we did all the training we're talking about. We did, um, uh, we did the, the commercials. And, and as I said, we had some significant revenue months. Now the total case intake has gone down, right. but I'm standing in a place of faith that that's going to come back as soon as, and, and it's, already, it's already getting back. Oh, absolutely, it, it will. But, that, but if we didn't have that culture that had already been instilled in our people, when I said the crazy, crazy, crazy comment that when everyone is saying the world is over, we're going to expand. If, if, if we didn't have that, then it would have been a disaster. And it was a disaster for a lot of our competitors, quite honestly. They just don't, they're still trying to figure out what to do. And we already have our plans. And we're already executing on it. And, I, and every day I'm like, I'm super excited about it now because I actually see the fruits of that seeding and that, that harvest because it really is starting to, to grow and we're, and we're coming out of it faster than most people. And as I said, we're, we're hiring some of the best stars from other firms that, that got laid off. They just got laid off. And so, you know, we're prepared. We're the only firm hiring. <laughs> so, you know. We're getting the best talent out there. Yeah. I, I, we're, we're in the same position. You know, I think what you're saying, Greg, is exactly what I want to dive into. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how law firms are operating during the pandemic. This is the AdCast. Today's show is sponsored in part by Craft Creative. Change your creative, change your world with premium video production and graphic design. Get started by visiting wecraftcreative.com. You don't need a marketing agency. You do deserve very important placement. VIP Marketing and Advertising is a cutting-edge strategic digital, creative, media, and marketing partner that provides services for businesses of all sizes. To stay up to date on the latest marketing news, subscribe for email updates at veryimportantplacement.com. You're listening to The AdCast, the podcast for marketers and advertisers with your host, Eric Elliott. All right, so we are back with Mr. Greg Ward and Ms. Heidi Martinez-Ward from the Ward Law Group out of Miami, Florida, and they also have an office in Orlando. I don't want you guys to forget about that. Uh, in the first part of this episode, we talked about uh, their culture, their faith, their beliefs, how it's actually infected their culture and how they run and operate the firm. And then uh, right before the break, uh, Greg was getting really passionate and really excited. Now you got me excited, Greg. I'm excited over here. We were talking about... <laughs> Just being aggressive, you know, while others were pulling back, you were going forward. And if you remember, like in 2007, 2008, when things were happening, the smart people went right in. They went right, right in. But I think what's important was when you went in, you mapped things out. So you, you were planning before this happened, Greg. So yeah. and, and it's almost like, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, they get on podcasts and they talk about like, well, I'm going to help you get through this. Well, the truth is, if you weren't working on it before it, you're going to have a hard time now while you're in it. So right. you were working on the, you and your team, you and Hani and the team, you guys were working on what to do before a pandemic. So when it hit, you didn't have to have the, the buy-in and the culture belief. Your people were already ready and they see what kind of leaders you are by getting through this pandemic and getting them back to work. So now it's like these folks will follow you to the end of the earth right now. 
So let's talk about how how difficult it is right now for people to market during a pandemic. You said either the cases might be down, but you know it's going to come back up. And and I feel like the effects of what's happening now or, or during the lockdowns, it'll affect law firms probably five six months from now, right? Yeah. Uh, you know when things kind of settle out. But how is it marketing for your firm now? You guys have gotten more aggressive and honey you do a lot of the marketing so so uh tell me like how have you gotten more aggressive without giving away the secret sauce well i think that um right now we're all having a little bit of fear but we realize that fear can be a very powerful motivator and it's daring to do other things that you didn't do in the past so we're using that fear to, to dare, right? And to tap into new levels that we haven't had in the past. So we decided to uh, start a new channel that we had never been before. And right now we are on every Spanish TV station that there is available. So mm-hmm. whenever you're flipping the channel, you're, you're going to get bored of these faces <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, and we're used to fear, right? And, you know, TV stations are scared. They don't, everybody pulled out of their marketing. Well, how can we use that to benefit our business? Mm-hmm. We negotiated the most competitive prices out there, and we expanded in all the TV channels, in radio stations. Uh, we uh, also expanded in social media, you know, and uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all these sources. Because right now, if you're not flipping channels because you're bored, you know, a lot of people are unemployed. A lot of people don't want, don't know what to do. A lot of people want to look at their phone. So we're gonna be in your faces too, in Facebook go. and Instagram. Yeah, so. there you go. but but I want to I want to talk about one other thing because it's it's really like I keep coming back to the spiritual side, and right now we're in such a spiritual time, mm-hmm. um, you know, because there's a lot of uncertainty, and you know, my wife is an amazing light to the Hispanic community and the Spanish speakers in Miami, and I like to think that I'm a light too. And when I say a light, I'm talking about, you know, I want to get back to Jesus for a minute. You know, you read the Gospel of Matthew. We talked about, you know, you're a light, a city on the hill, and it shouldn't be hidden. Your light shouldn't be put under a basket. And so in these times of uncertainty, like, it breaks my heart to see what we're going through as a society, right? I, you know, uh, and I'm, uh, let's talk about Black Lives Matter, too. Yeah. Right, what happened with George Floyd. I mean, this is, a, this is a time of uncertainty and a time of pain and time of suffering for a lot of people. And so, you know, you're thinking, okay, these are car accident lawyers. Right. But the truth is we want to be a light to people and give them the, the light that we have, that there's God out there and he loves you and you have hope. And, and what has worked for us in marketing has been we've been a light in a time of crisis in a car accident. Right. Let's think about what happens. Somebody gets hurt in a car accident. They are losing hope. They're losing their job. They're losing their home. They're in pain. Their family's suffering. They're suffering. They're scared. I mean, that's that's where we are now. Oh, As yeah. a society, that's where we are now. And so we want to get out there. And, and so in addition to that, we really have been trying to focus more on the light and the hope of, you know, supporting some of the charities. Like we, we support a lot of churches. We really, we, we want to get the churches out there and they're suffering because everyone is, is afraid. They started, you know, online viewership was way up and now it's going down. Yeah. You know, this, if people are fragmenting as a society, um, you know, our, our country's leadership is, let's say not the best right now for right. <laughs> dealing with a crisis. And, and, and I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on because you could watch CNN and think Trump is terrible, or you could watch Fox and think the Democrats are terrible. I don't care what side you're on. You're thinking it's terrible. Right. So, you know, cause we have friends on both sides of the aisle. We try and be, you know, evangelists and say, you know, we're in the middle, you know, we're not, we're not here for these sides. We're here to talk about God. And so, you know, so we want to bring that light out too. And so that's a big part of our mission right now is to just be there. So God forbid somebody gets in a car crash, and they're feeling like they don't have any hope, they can look to us for hope. And maybe also kind of bring people up a bit in this time, because this is a really very difficult time for our culture and society. And it, and it does, it, it hurts, it breaks my heart, because I read the headlines every day. Mm-hmm. The hardest part is keeping my, my attitude positive, because I just see there's so much just disagreement, and people are yep. so frustrated, a lot of you know, it's very difficult. Yeah. And another thing that, you know, to echo what Greg is saying is there is good people out there. And what we have done is find, you know, those good people and partner with them. And you are the perfect example, Eric, and your team. You know, during COVID and throughout COVID, we have worked together. We have partnered together in creating commercials and creating, you know, beautiful, I call it work of art, you know, marketing. 
and you know videos and commercial and and you know planning for the future so i know that we're about to also get together to record more commercials and more videos so there is good people out there that are willing to share your same vision so find those good people and partner with them throughout this time i i like i like you know positive attracts positive negative yes. attracts negative so somebody like you with the same mm -hmm. vision that you want to expand that you want to push that you want to grow you know we work in different areas but we can do great things together right. and that's what we're doing during covid and, and let me tell you there's nothing like a big pandemic and societal unrest to show you who your friends are Wow. Right. Yeah. Truly. Wow. <laughs> Truly. Because God has given us revelation now too. Like people we've worked with in the past and we're like, wait a minute, they're just not there or revealing stuff where, you know, it, a, a crisis can bring out the best in people and the worst. In Absolutely. People. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so we see a lot of people with the worst is coming out and we, you know, we wouldn't have seen it had they not been tested. Right. And so, you know, we, we you know, and iron sharpens iron. So, you know, we, you know, we work together, we sharpen each other, we bring, we lift each other up. But at the same time, you begin to realize there's some people who maybe you shouldn't be associating with because yeah. this is brought out in the, in the crisis. And so this gives you the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to make some changes. Too. Yeah. We're doing too. You know, you, you know so. there's, there's two things. You know, any, anytime I work with someone or, or interview them, I, I always look to see two things. Are, are they consistent and are they authentic? And I think uh, for you guys, that's why you're having the success that you are. And then I'm hoping that a lot of other fir firms can actually across the country can kind of learn from uh, what you are. There's some there's some firms where they don't instill their beliefs within their culture and, and it may not work for all firms. But truthfully, yeah. I, I think the number one thing is just showing that you are human more than anything. And I think that's why yeah. that's one of the reasons why you have the buy in from your team the way you do, because they they see the both of you. Uh, and they see how you lead them and you lead them with passion. Uh, you lead them with passion and you lead them with purpose and then they will follow you. And so mm -hmm. kudos to you guys for actually doing that. Is it, is it difficult marketing a law firm now? There's so many, there's so many law firms out there. Is it difficult now? I, I want to give a shout out to my wife because you talk about authenticity and that's, that's the word, right? I don't feel like it's difficult for us. Mm -hmm. Because my wife has a unique story. I have a unique story. And we want to market to the people that our story resonates with. You know, there is nobody in Miami, right? Really, there's nobody in the country that I've seen. But there's no one in the country that, certainly not in Miami, who came across the border, 14 years old, with a backpack, little brother in your arms, with nothing. Don't even speak the language, right? And, and God bless her and built her up. And so if we're dealing with the people who know what it's like to struggle, that story, no one can talk about that story because that's her story, right? Mm -hmm. I grew up in Baltimore. I was in a lower socioeconomic background. You know, I grew up in a very interracial community. And so I understand, mm -hmm. you know, I was educated and, you know, I, and I went and I came to Miami, which, you know, obviously has, you know, it's mostly Hispanic, but, but my background, I have a story and I had people who I've stood up for who were different than me. And, and that's my passion. And so, you know, I, so is it hard to market? Well, negotiating good advertising contracts and all that stuff, yeah, that's a hassle, figuring out what works and not wasting your money. But the truth is when you market your authentic story oh, and who you really care about, and if you do it passionately, it's not hard because nobody can compete with her. Nobody can compete with me. My wife? No, I don't think so. Just she blows it away. Regardless of what you do, you're, you're saying that, but the, you know, what makes it, uh, what makes it that we can compete? Well, being real, like you're yeah. saying, Eric. If you're staying real, people are so tired of the hypocrisy. People are so tired of what's going on with the world. People just want to connect, right. especially during COVID, and just keep it real. So if they see somebody not with a big jacket and the library and the books and somebody that's just, hey, we're here, we're real, we're humans like you, and we just want to help you, that's yeah. it. I think that's the difference and that's the key to our success. Yeah. Um, I think a, a lot of people try to portray on TV somebody that they're not or somebody of what they want to look like. Right. But I think people are smart. 
people, you know, don't fall for that anymore. Maybe what yeah. worked 10, 15 years ago doesn't I agree. work now. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. A lot of, there's a lot of gimmicky advertising out there. Like, that's the stuff when people laugh at lawyer advertising because there's yeah. a lot of gimmicky stuff. I mean, we try and give value-added advertising, like educate people um, and help them understand the situation they're in. But, you know, a lot of people, some people go for gimmicky, but if they're not authentic and good people, you know, call the aggressive attorneys or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can look aggressive. You know, I mean, okay, so, but who's, who's that client going to be? And, you know, that's not our client. Our client is somebody who's legitimately hurt, who legitimately needs help and trusts us to do the right thing by them and build, we build a relationship with them. And mm-hmm. so that's, so we're never the gimmicky type. We may do some funny stuff for people to remember us. Cause like I did but a commercial, you're funny. You're I'm, like I, funny. but I'm funny. I got a good sense of humor. So they tell me, um, but, but you know, but it's not everything we're doing is funny, you know? So I, we go back and forth. And so, but what my wife said is right. You got to keep it real. And you know, it's not about the image of an attorney. Some people will hire that. I don't want those clients. I don't want the clients who are going to go for the, for the, for the, you know, the pit bull or whatever. I don't want those clients because I can't be a pit bull, but that's, that's, that's one piece of the whole relationship that we have. And you don't want that guy doing every part of your case. And so, you know, we want to go to what our authentic values and core values are. And, and, and project that out there, and, and, and that attracts clients. And when I ask people, what do you want in an attorney? Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, I want somebody that I can trust. Mm-hmm. And if they can trust you, they'll go all the way with you. They'll wow. follow your advice. And that's what we focus on. We are two real human beings, two real people, but you can trust in us. We are going to have your back whenever you have a car accident, and both of us are here for you. And that's what we sell. And, you know... I think it's worked well. What do you it, think? It's worked well. The, the way you know, I, our growth numbers, I mean, we've been, it's had phenomenal growth. So The way I see yeah. uh, anytime, uh, any business world, especially now with uh, law firms, lawyers, when you are running an ad, uh, either on the radio, on Facebook, on television, wherever you're running it, that is your opportunity to do a presentation for your client or your potential client. And you can either screw it up or you can get it right. That's the only way that you can do it. And that's how I see them. It's like, that's your opportunity. When you have their attention, don't waste their time because yeah. they do see through that. And they, and like you said, you made reference to like, you know, let's just say, okay, I'm the pit bull lawyer or anything like that. People, they see through that and you're going to, you're going to attract a certain kind of case and you're going to attract a certain type of clientele. But when you market with authenticity, that's why you deal with the clients that you deal with. And that's why you get, the referrals that you get from the people. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Yep. Yeah. Now let's talk about like uh, Ocho Cinco Cinco, Dolores Cinco Cinco, the phone number. <laughs> um, I, we have set it around the office. Guys, I got guys in the office. I dare one of you right now sing the jingle. Ocho Cinco Cinco, Dolores Cinco Cinco. You heard that, right? <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> so, uh, we know the song. <laughs> we, we know the song. You know the song. And the people of Miami, uh, they know the song as well. Um, has that helped you? And do you think that's successful for law firms to have a memorable number in a jingle? Yeah. And, and you know, so looking at the metrics, for example, uh, you know, we, we kind of fell backwards into that. We knew we needed something that people could remember. And, you know, I, I, funny enough, you know, talking about prayer, I mean, prayer permeates our, our, firm from the very beginning. We got the number obviously at the very beginning of our firm. We couldn't afford to buy a big repeater number or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so we were thinking about, well, what is about a lawyer? Dolores pain in Spanish. And so we couldn't, we couldn't get Dolores because it was all taken up with the 800 numbers. And then I said, well, you know what? We've got 855 Dolores 55. We'll just get that and build something around it and, you know, see where it goes. And we hired a guy to write a really catchy song for us, a driving sort of salsa beat projecting to our, you know, sort of our, our client base. And it worked out really well. And we did some other things that, you know, getting the secret soft now, we did some other things to really push the song out a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it got to the point where kids across Miami were singing the song and parents would call up and say, stop playing the song, please. On the radio yeah, you station. told me that. So, you know, that, <laughs> and so, you know, we talk about, you know, like being authentic and that stuff, but that's the, that's the soft side of this. This is the funny, Oh, I, I remember those people. And at least I can remember the number or whatever. You know, later on, we've done more studies on this, and we want we have a repeater number too, which is now eight five 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 million. But I don't want you to give away the secret sauce. No more secret sauce. <laughs> no, no more of that secret sauce. You guys have worked right. well, very hard on that. But but yeah, but that but that but the but the song and the and the number 
helped us at the very beginning. It was something, and, and people heard it and they're like, there's no way that's going to work. And it worked. <laughs> wow. So. Wow. I, I will tell you, like, it's it's caught on here, uh, even in South Carolina, too. So we get it. And so I think you guys you can't, have done You a great cannot work. run from that infectious salsa beat, baby. That no, is a, it's a hot song. I, I, it's a hot song. <laughs> Maybe I'll dance for you guys and do it on Instagram. So, I would love that. <laughs> we gotta, that's going to get a lot of looks and eyes, and it's going to be exciting. What, what are some things that you guys would tell some up-and-coming firms? Because right now, I mean, you guys are in that growth stage. You started off with a few members. I mean, I think uh, last time we checked, you, over 50, 60 team members to, in total. Um, what, what, what advice would you give for uh, a firm starting out? Because they teach you how to practice law but they don't teach you how to market the business and run the business. What advice would you give yeah. them? Yeah, let me, I'll start this. I know my wife has some things to say about this too, but, but I really sincerely want to share my experience because as I was growing up, mm -hmm. you know, I really sought out as a, as a young attorney, I really sought out the, the, the lions and titans of the, of the bar to ask them, you know, what's the secret? What do you suggest? And it really, they, it came down to some, you know, some, some pretty, pretty basic advice. You keep doing the same thing or, you know, just do a little more every day, learn a little bit, grow a little bit. And then I realized that most of these guys don't know why they're successful. Wow. So they can't give me any good advice, right? They're just, they just tell me to do what they did, but the, the market is changing so fast. What worked five years ago won't work now. Or two years and ago. And so I, 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 or two years. I honor their attempt to tell me, and some of them maybe didn't tell me what they should have told me, but the truth is, you know, figure it out for yourself. You're going to lose some money. It's going to happen, you know, but figure out what works for you. You know, try, you know, there's some principles like don't, you know, like track your, track your cases where they come from. Don't spend money. You know, everybody who these, these web-based people, a lot of them, half of them are, are just con men. You know, they're, they're just like, <laughs> I'm going to get you all this, you know, the SEO, whatever it is. It's all nonsense. Not all is nonsense, but many of them are not what I would consider ethical. And so be careful where you spend your money, track it, um, and then figure it out for yourself. Because let me tell you, you learn lessons along the way that nobody could have taught you. Yeah. And then you teach those lessons to your people. So, you know, so I can tell you what works for me and I can, I can maybe give you some advice as to what's not going to work, mm -hmm. but maybe you'll find something that works and I'm going to copy it. You know what I mean? right. So, so whatever. So don't put too much stock in what other people say, figure it out for yourself because you know, many times people don't even know what they did to get successful or maybe they got lucky with a big case. Our thing is God. We really feel like God has blessed us and guided us. And so when I stopped looking at other people and just started praying and really studying the Bible and doing that, my life opened up. And so for me, that worked for me. But, you know, if you're not doing it sincerely, it's not going to work for you because God wants your complete attention. So yeah. for me, I would say the one advice is be present. I think mm -hmm. that when we start, we're always dreaming about the future, mm -hmm. wishing yeah. our life away. When I get all these cases, Whenever finally the phone is ringing, whenever, you know, this happened, when I get money in, I will do that. But no, but they're not planning in the present. They're not being present. And why do I say that? Because COVID slowed all of us down, right? Yeah. There was volume and rush and craziness. And then COVID happened and we're all slow. So what we learned is that there were holes in the firm yeah. that we needed to fix. Same so here. what are we working right now? By being present, we're working on our structure. We're tightening those things up that we didn't even know that we had little problems, little holes, but with the volume, it could create a big problem, you know? So if you're slow right now, having your structures in place and your plan is key. It's so, 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 so great important. Advice, great advice. Great yeah. advice. Great advice. And, and you know, a couple other things, like make sure your firm aligns with your core values. You know, I mean, we, as I said, I've, I've come back to the Bible a lot. I'll keep coming back to it. Like we feel like our purpose is aligned with a spiritual purpose, you know, that, that you know, helping, helping immigrants. The Bible actually says be kind to immigrants. The Bible actually says stand up for those who don't have a voice. So those are things that was at the core of our business, core of ourselves, and became part of the core of our business. And the last thing, because this is a great topic, um, you know, the last thing that I'll say is what my echo, what my wife said, be present, man. When we started out, I remember the first settlement we got was a $50,000 settlement. We closed the office for like three days. I mean, <laughs> we it was so amazing. Happy. We so happy. <laughs> and then I remember, and we used to, and we used to take all, we go to a little special lunch. If we got a $10,000 settlement, which is the max, you know, minimum, minimum max required for it. We have $10,000 BI limit. Um, and then 
And I remember the first million dollar settlement we got and I was like, Oh my gosh, we're in a whole new you know place. And, and, and maybe we took off a day or we spent a little more money on vacation that year. And now, you know, we, we, we probably get a million dollar settlement at least once a month. And you know, it, and the, and the sad thing about it is, is it just doesn't have the same impact that it had before. So when she says be present, enjoy every step because that's so precious at the beginning when you got your, you know, you got your first $10,000 check, you get your yeah. first $50,000 check, you got your first $100,000 check and then two fifty, and then, and then, you know, you get to the point where you're opening an envelope with a $10,000 check. You're like, Oh, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 and I, and God forgive me because I should be grateful for every settlement. But at the same time, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just in such a different headspace right now. So, you know, be present and respect where you are and grow it, you know, little by little, which is the best. The only advice I could actually give is just do a little bit more every day, which is what uh, Willie Gary told me. Actually, he was the guy who told me that. And, uh, you know, and I know thing that's also important that we're doing right now is that realize that you don't know it all. So mm -hmm. let's go yeah. back to partnering with people that know. You know, I could sit here and learn about cameras and learn about lighting and learn about mm. editing, or I can find good people like you that can help me in that area that, you know, I can, you know, do amazing commercials, but I don't have to spend my time learning with that. Yeah. So use the time to find those people that can align with you and that can help you grow because that also takes time. Finding yeah. good people takes time. So it's also important. And when you find good people, now here's the thing, and Eric's going to like this. And you find the people, pay for the talent, pay the man, seriously, straight up. I yeah. did say you're going to lose some money, you're going to waste some money, but, you know, really look, front load the work to make sure the people you're dealing with are the best people you can find and afford at the time. The people we work with now are more expensive and better than the people we when we started. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that don't try and halfway it with the money. That's a great point. That's out, a great point. I see gonna, that a lot. It's just not going to work. You know, you've got to, and, and if you're not ready to spend the money to do it, don't do it. Do something else. Yeah. Right. Build up to that. Right. If you're not ready to hire somebody who's, who's at that level, well, maybe hire somebody a little lower, but don't make that a national television commercial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like put it on your local radio station and then and build from there, which is where we started going. You know, we started radio actually. Build up, you know, a little bit, and then we dominate that and move to the next thing. So, but but don't be afraid to pay quality people for their work. Make sure you get what what you pay for, but you know, but be willing to pay. Don't try and cheap out on this stuff because it's. It, it's too important. It's too you know? important. I, I, you know, that, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to go into the lightning round, but I'm going to leave you with this comment that someone said to me. It's when you do the right thing, the money will come. Right? That's true. All right. So Absolutely. we're going to, we're going to take our final break and we're going to come back with something we call the lightning round. And in the lightning round, what we're going to do is I'm just going to ask you these simple questions about each medium. I'll say radio. You tell me your thoughts. I'll say billboard. You tell me your thoughts and so on. This is the AdCast. Today's show is sponsored in part by Craft Creative. Change your creative. Change your world with premium video production and graphic design. Get started by visiting WeCraftCreative.com. After I arrived in this country, I found myself lost and confused. During my lowest of lows, I never felt more alone. But I found my place in the world. And I found a reason to carry on. I'm attorney Hanny Martinez Ward. And I'm attorney Greg Ward. Together at the Ward Law Group, we fight to help injured people when an accident turns their lives upside down. Just when you thought no one would help, we can. If you're hurt, make the call. Call Ward Law, 855-5MILLION. You don't need a marketing agency. You do deserve very important placement. VIP Marketing and Advertising is a cutting-edge strategic digital, creative, media, and marketing partner that provides services for businesses of all sizes. To stay up to date on the latest marketing news, subscribe for email updates at veryimportantplacement.com. You're listening to The AdCast, the podcast for marketers and advertisers with your host, Eric Elliott. This has been an incredible episode. I, I love talking to Hani and Greg. If you guys would devote time, I'm sure we could be on this all day long talking about a number of different things. Uh, so I want to thank you for being so generous with your time. And I want to end our show with something we call the lightning round. It's part of the episode. We talk about what your thoughts are on each of these mediums. So I'll ask you, what are your thoughts on radio? Uh, <laughs> oh, you want us both to go or do you want me to do you, one and she can do one? Actually? You could do one and then Hani could do one. Uh, radio? Underutilized. Honey? Radio. Um, 
I would say don't try to do to cover all the area. Just focus on one segment. Television. Expensive. <laughs> know your target. Who do you want to attract? Newspaper. Dead. Dead. Outdoor. Billboard. Useless. Only if you have a big eagle. I was going to say that. And I said, I want to keep one word. Wow. That's going to be a, that's going to be a sound bite for this. This is going to be a sound bite for this. I like that, honey. By the way, there are some people that billboards work for, but they don't work for us at all. Direct mail. Untested for us. <laughs> um, for me, dead for millennials. And I want to yeah. track that. Uh, I, I gave uh, a law firm this tip. I said, you know, when everyone was sheltering in place, that was probably the perfect time to send out a direct mail because everyone was home, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so sometimes it's just some thinking outside of the box like that. Online advertising, Google ads. Mm. Unpredictable. You have to find somebody that really knows what to, what to do. Most people say they know it, but they don't know yeah. it. Yeah. Social media. Mm. We're all learning. Social yeah. media, it works, but we're all I'd learning. Say, I'd say it has value, valuable. It's, it's the value, it, there's going to be a future to it, you know, if we figure it out. If you had to make buying decisions, and you can only pick two of those mediums that I uh, suggested or I brought up, which two would you choose and why? For me, TV and social media. That's where we're going. I think that TV is dying, but it still could be a great tool. Social media, you got to eat it, breathe it, learn it, find out all the details, and that's where we're at. Did you, was there a why there, too? Why would we do that? Or that's was it correct. So, and I think the why is because, you know, you push your story out through TV and social media. Social media, you have more flexibility to push your story out. TV, you can get, you can get the story out in 30 seconds, especially if you can do, you know, interviews with reporters. That's helpful. For me, I also would say, uh, I'll give you two answers. One, for from our size, I would say TV, I agree, social media. I think that's, uh, I think both of those are the way to go right now, just to, for our target audience and, and getting our story out there. For a new startup firm, I think they should learn uh, social media and radio. I still think now, and but but not not mainstream pop radio stations. I think you give you small AM stations, start there, learn the audience, and it can work for you as a small startup. I think those are all some really good answers. Uh, I want to definitely thank you guys again for making time today. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Craft Creative and VIP Marketing. And thank you to our guest, Hani Martinez-Ward and Mr. Greg Ward of the Ward Law Group. And thank you to Craft Creative for actually doing the video behind the scenes. And for anyone, thank you for listening to the AdCast. And thank you for giving us your most valuable asset, which is your time. Uh, if you feel this podcast has been a help to you or it could be a help to others, don't forget to like and subscribe. And you can listen to the AdCast anywhere, iHeart, Spotify, anywhere, Stitcher, or wherever you millennials listen to music now, right? Um, so to catch up on latest episodes, go to heyameric.com. I want to thank you guys again. This has been the AdCast. You were great. Copyright VIP Marketing and Advertising, produced by Craft Creative. For premium video production and graphic design, visit wecraftcreative.com.